Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 9, Episode 2, a deeper dive into weld heating. Today we are talking with Tamar Salima, an induction heating specialist with ITW Welding's Middle East and Caspian Sea Team. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to Bevel Talk. Thanks for joining us today. Um, once again, we're joined by Tamar Salima, who is an induction heating specialist for the Middle East and Caspian Sea region. Tamar, thanks for being with us today. Most welcome. Thank you. Let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. Let's let's really dive into induction heating and more about why your customers and industries are, are choosing induction heating or resistance heating. But let's help our listeners really understand induction a little bit more. Okay, well, uh, it's actually all depends on the application, uh, customer uh, project, scope of work, productivity, and so on. So uh, I can see uh, some uh, uh, end users are using just resistance heating for everything they do, and some others are using gas heating. And I don't want any anyone, or my opinion is to, uh, to use multiple options in your workshop or project, depend on what you do. So um, let's go through the um, uh, resistance heating, how it works, what is the setup, and uh, uh, and go in details how it can be controlled and how you can utilize it in your application. Well, uh, um, a resistance heating machine, basically, um, the low-voltage resistance heating machine is a transformer type with which uh, pushes electricity through uh, multiple channels. Uh, it could be six, it could be 12, but um, the each channel end user can connect multiple uh, ceramic beds. These ceramic beds contents of uh, a heating wire inside and covered with ceramic beads. So it would be like your heating source to heat the uh, pipe or any material you want to do, yeah. And the um, uh, six channels or 12 channels, it might, uh, this will be controlled independently. So each channel will have um, its own um, thermocouple wire, and that might be the uh, advantage of the resistance heating, yeah. But if you... Um, how it works? It works by heat transfer, actually, from the hot ceramic bed to the to the metal, and that's that's how how it works. And you put insulation on that ceramic beds. Yep. Yeah? Okay, so it's kind of like a, a big toaster oven that you wrap around a pipe, and as the element heats up, the ceramic pads heat up, and they they make contact and heat to transfer the heat into the workpiece. Right. Okay. Right. But uh, if you look at the induction heating, it's actually um, um, a machine, inverter type machine, which uh, pushes electricity through a, a, a conductor uh, or inductor cable, heating cable, uh, and that heating cable creates electromagnetic field around the port. And then that electromagnetic field would... would when it um, interacts with the material, it creates eddy current inside the material. That eddy current uh, will be against metal resistance, and then heat will be generated because of the eddy current against the uh, metal resistance. Yeah. 
Uh, another factor which can help in creating heat inside the particle quickly is hysteresis, which is a changing uh, electromagnetic field direction very quickly as the uh, electricity passing through the inductor is AC with high frequency. Yep. Okay. So the concept here of creating heat inside the port is not heat transfer. It's a transfer, energy transformation from electrical power to heat inside the port. So that's why the efficiency of induction heating is uh, so high. Mm, I can say uh, above 95%. Okay, so 95% of the energy you're putting in is being transferred to heat. Yes. Okay. Uh, and the heat generated inside the cross-section going to be spreaded very quickly inside the microstructure um, by convection because you are generating heat inside the microstructure and heat going to be transferred. It's already inside the same microstructure. There is no heat transfer process from port to another port, like the case of resistance heating. So uh, heat can be also, or heat generated by induction heating can always be controlled by a machine, a uh, similar way of, uh, of resistance heating. But the, the main difference here, induction heating um, creates uh, a single heating zone, but the resistance heating creates multiple heating zones. Each is controlled independently. So if you have six channels machine or 12 channel machines, you so you have six or 12 channels or heating zones totally independent so we can think about um, the um, challenges behind um, each of them and how to utilize it in your application um, and so on okay so talk to me a little bit about the difference it takes in setup time or heating time and teardown time between uh, induction and resistance well uh, that's good to talk about, actually. When you talk about resistance heating, let's take an example on piping. And if you have a 20-inch pipe, let's, let's consider the material you're going to handle till you reach the um, end of the setup. Um, since the resistance heating machine, it has transformer inside, so it's a quite heavy. Like, uh, we are, If we are talking about the most commonly used power source in the Middle East is 70 kVA machine. The weight is about 400 k kilograms. And then the, if it is six channels machine, so you have each channel you need to connect uh, a triple cable, triple power cable, or uh, we call it set of triple cables. That means two power cable and one compensating cable at the length of what depends on your uh, site condition. Uh, the standard length of each cable is about 30 meters. So you're going to handle 400 kilograms power source in addition to uh, ceramic beds, splitter cables, and and treble cables. That will be total about 200 kilograms more. So you are dealing with about 600 kilograms. This is to how to, how you're going to... Uh, this is the weight of the material. You're going to pull it to the side. And then... Um, you need to, of course, to connect the, the uh, power cables and then end of the power cables, splitter cables. So you end up with the power cables. If you have six channels, you will end up with 12 power cable connector 
then it will be connected to 12 of splitter cable, one to four-way splitter cable. So that means you have about 48 um, connections, 48 females. Those 48 females will be connected to 24 ceramic bats. Here we are talking about 70 kVA machine um, with 24 ceramic bats, total 2.7 kilowatt each one. So um, you imagine the, the, the efforts in, in handling this, um, this type of cables, machine, and so on. Mm, then you need to secure the, all those ceramic bats around the pipe. Securing them, connecting them together, and to adjust the heating band. In fact, it, it, the ceramic bed, you need to select the suitable size as well. So depending on the diameter and heating band, you need to select your uh, width of the ceramic bed. Yeah. If you have uh, uh, 330 mm heating band, then you need to go, for example, the call it CP6. CP6 means uh, a ceramic bed which is uh, wide of... Uh, uh, 330 millimeter wide into 150 mm uh, on the circumference. So you need to put all those ceramic beds around the joint and uh, insulate them well and connect them to to the machine. So if you if you if you are talking about 24 inch pipe and Boswell heat treatment, then you need to connect about mm, 12 ceramic beds. Which is which will consume from the machine half of the machine three outputs. Okay, so so you know having to handle six hundred kilograms and connect different connections and all of that. About how long would you say from the time you get your stuff, your ceramic pads, your cables, uh, your power source to the joint? Would it take to be heating the joint for setup? Is that ten minutes? Is that two hours? Uh, I believe with the medium skilled operators, it could take about 45 minutes to one hour. Why so long? In addition to what I said about the cables, ceramic beds, connections, and so on, you need actually to test the ceramic beds. In, inside the ceramic bed, there will be uh, there is a heating wire, and you are not sure uh, after the last. Uh, heating cycle if it's uh, connected or disconnected or i mean you you need to check the continuity right, you want to make sure nothing's burned out or nothing's broken movement okay right right so you can do continuity test or if you don't have the tool you need to connect all the ceramic beds and before insulation you need to run the machine to test off uh, all the ceramic beds if they are working properly yeah and then you need to connect with each power output a thermocouple. In fact, um, it's worth to talk about the thermocouple, where it will be connected as well, because so many people or users are connect and are putting thermocouple uh, under the ceramic bed, which, um, which um, it will be affected by the ceramic bed temperature itself. But to measure the right metal temperature that this thermocouple should be in between ceramic beds or away, not in direct contact with the ceramic bed. So you need to take care about all this and to make sure ceramic beds are in fully contact with the metal because 
those beds are designed to lose power by conduction, not by radiation. If there is an air gap, that will um, will make the ceramic bed uh, not to heat properly, first of all, and to um, to affect the uh, lifetime of the ceramic bed itself. Okay. So you need to take care about all this stuff. So it will take about one hour. Induction heating provides great consistency in heating, faster time to temperature of the part, ease of use, and safety in operation. Learn how to heat faster, increase weld quality, and save costs. Check out MillerWelds.com. This sounds really complicated to somebody uh, like myself who knows enough to be dangerous about resistance heating. So there, there has to be some benefits as to why people are using it if it's you know, this complicated and takes this much time. What, what are some of the benefits of, of resistance heating? Yeah, right. Um, I can see the benefits of resistance heating the, is about the multiple control zones. If you really do stress relieving for, for uh, smaller diameters, different thicknesses and different diameters in one go, so you need to use resistance heating machines as for smaller diameters. Why I'm saying for smaller diameters? Because if you go for larger diameters, you will consume most of the machine outputs in a single joint, on a single joint. So that, this is another, another case uh, which needs induction heating as well, actually. But if you have uh, one inch pipe, two inch, three inch, up to six or eight inch, different diameters, different thicknesses, and you need to go to, to heat treat them, all of them in the same, using the same machine in one go, actually you need to use resistance heating. But uh, to, to, uh, to have the resistance heating implemented on larger diameters, both wall heat treatment, or on preheating as well, especially the preheating, that's um, something we we actually need to look at because uh, w- we can make the life easy by using induction heating on on the preheating because the uh, cables of induction heating cables of induction heating remains cold all the time during heating, and you can heat faster. If you are talking about 24-inch, 1-inch pipe, you can heat that pipe in 2-3 minutes to be ready for uh, and ready for welding. And it takes like 10 minutes typically uh, as a setup time. Okay. Uh, if you are talking about post-wall heat treatment, uh, when it reaches uh, the um, uh, diameter level above 16-inch, uh, 16-inch or above, so it worth to go for induction heating because uh, the setup time is about like 10 to 15 minutes. It's, it's, a, it's a, a machine like uh, 150 kilograms to 170 maximum. And the cable with cables with, with all the, 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 uh, the accessories, it could reach about 200 kilograms. It's a machine with single power cable and single heating cable. And and just connect thermocouples back to the machine with with thermocouple extension cable. So uh, basically, from machine to joint, you have two cables only. One is power, and one is um, thermocouple compensation cable. 
and the uh, the cable is flexible enough to um, to secure it around any diameter uh, and to to expand your heating band as the spec says in the uh, resistance heating type if you if you need to move from joint to another joint in fact you need to change the ceramic pads because uh, you need to adjust it on the right uh, heating band required. With the induction heating, the uh, insulation is precise on the pipe diameter, so that doesn't take so long. Just in less one man- one minute, you can secure the induction the insulation blanket around the uh, joint and just secure the cable above the insulation blanket and just to start heating, your joint is ready. In fact, here the insulation and induction heating is under the cable. Unlike the resistance heating, the uh, insulation is above the ceramic pads. Okay. Yep. Uh, insulation here uh, works for uh, maintaining and to be against heat losses. This is one in induction heating to be against heat losses. In addition to protect cable itself from direct contact with the metal at higher temperatures like 600 degrees Celsius or 700. Okay. Yep. In fact, once you start heating using induction heating in Boswell heat treatment cycle, you can hit the 300 degrees C, which is normally the um, common uh, control point in just a few minutes. Okay. You can reach 250 or 306, seven minutes. So if you are talking about 24-inch pipe or 30-inch pipe. So I just want to make sure that, that I'm I'm catching and understanding. So with resistance heating, anywhere from 45 minutes to one hour to set up on a typical 24-inch uh, joint. With induction heating, uh, 10 to 15 minutes to be heating, and then 5 to 10 minutes to be at preheat your temperature for welding yeah to preheat your temperature for welding or to be uh, or to heat the first portion of the uh, uh, boswell heat treatment cycle which is actually uncontrolled if you uh, look at the boswell heat treatment uh, cycle you will find 250 degrees c the first 250 or 300 on carbon steel you can reach that without any heating control heating grade right right so that can happen with induction heating very quickly, and you uh, save time on that. So induc- with induction heating, you can reach it 300 or 280 in a few minutes. But actually, with resistance heating, you need to spend uh, about half an hour. Okay. So uh, if you consider that as well, so you're going to save in the beginning of uh, induction heating is about maybe a couple of hours. Okay. Right. So obviously there's um, some benefits to induction heating, but there's also some benefits to resistance heating uh, for multiple channels and different things that you're doing. Um, Tamar, thank you again for being with us today. Um, thanks to our listeners for listening. Join us again next time as we talk more about uh, heating methods and trends that's going on in the Caspian Sea and Middle East. You're welcome. Thank you.